Fal Cherry, just a hermax, your Jay Shackler, Mish Marilyn Crellin. As she Robert the Carcelach Mish, and I'm Bob Carswell. I'm Marilyn Crellin, and I'd like to welcome you to Shackler. In the programme this week, on Shackler and Heath Shaw, and Grainada, Culture Vannon's Manx Language Development Officer. So the Manx title and Grainada isn't a direct translation of the English title for the role. And Grainada Kioli. The Manx Music Development Officer, Chloe Woolley, tells us about this year's Big Bree Weekend and how to get involved. As Lair Bleena Jailivraeserd Huach and the anniversary of a famous rescue that took place in 1889. <laughs> Slatus Fiotus Erach Mananach, Tachyreus and Syacus Susan Fiotus Erach Mananach, as store Hashti. Niai, Hanel and Enim Shen, Fiotus Erach Mananach, and Enim Vaslajinu Image Jane as Samma. Henk and Enim Kajin, Deve Undinus Erach Fanon. Shakyreal and Hope, Pauldal as Ker Eroi, Kultu Mananach, Trud Bishop as Educus. As Lorish Ker Urgid, the Kunalesh Persoon in the Pothenon, Uns Nashalian Kulturoloch. Uns Derhausen as Kerjeg, Vakushon Emerset, an Elian J. Kultur. Vaishen, they rechit the bacon enem to Undernus Erach van in Ginu Image J, son at Obeleol, Kachlet der Kutchevanen. To Undernus Erach van in Fosterman, Macorp Leol, Corit Ebun Lorish Slatis, Arctaginu Elba, Macutchevanin. There's a feeling that the word heritage suggests something as it was, something related to a time and a place which is worth preserving in the form just as it is. On the other hand, culture is something which is constantly developing and evolving. However, it's not just a case of something new coming in and replacing the old. The island's heritage can be used as source material or even as a springboard, something which can be explored in different ways which honour it and build on it. Earlier this year, Kulchevanen advertised for applicants wishing to take up the role of Manx Language Development Officer, but that was put on hold because of the situation with COVID-19. However, because of the fortunate situation in the island, that recruitment process was restarted, and now there's been an appointment. Then Anna Marim Ruth Kegan Gal as she mission Grenada Norse on Kulturvanen. I'm Ruth Kegan Gal, and I'm the new Grenada for Kulturvanen. So in Grenada, the Manx title for it, and Manx Language Development Officer. In what senses are you developing the language here? I think I'd like to see myself as a facilitator. I've been involved in um, teaching for the last 10 years since graduating from university as well as performing. And um, I think development and facilitating are hand in hand. So you really want to be able to give people um, a lot of encouragement and develop their confidence um, to use Manx and um, to develop lots of courses and teaching um, as well and, and continue the great work that's already been done um, 
and also work with uh, other um, key stakeholders and members and other Gilgaren and groups um, across the island and, and beyond, really. So um, trying to just work with everybody um, commu- you know, in the community and, um, and facilitate as much as I possibly can, really. I think that's what I think when I feel the word development. Mm. And that's very much the sense of Angrenida. Absolutely. I mean, it's the encourager, isn't it? So um, I, I like to think I'm an encouraging person. And um, uh, definitely, I think that's a massive part of the job because um, people have to feel encouraged to, to use Manx. And, and, you know, especially if they're beginners and they might be slightly daunted at the prospect of learning a, a new language to them. So um, I think um, celebrating and uplifting everybody as much as possible is a huge part of the job, you know, and actually um, realising it, um, you know, it, it takes an island, it takes um, a community um, to, and not just one person or anything like that, you know. Are there any particular projects that you have in mind that you'd like to take forward? Well, um, I've got a couple in mind. Um, they're just sort of simmering away at the back of my mind at the moment. But I think... Um, continuing the really great work that's been done on social media and then traditional media as well um, to make um, you know Manx as visible as possible all over the world that was that's really really good and I'm looking forward to working collaboratively with the other members of the team here at Culture Vannon um, but also um, all different groups on the island as well I really you know really want to work with as many people as possible so um, got some things up my sleeve but uh, I'm, I'm still simmering away on those at the, uh, at the moment. And with your background in music and song particularly do you see a way of taking that forward promoting the language through song absolutely yeah I mean um, they're such natural kind of partners really and um, I think lots of people come to language through learning songs and listening to songs you know when they're growing up that was certainly the way for me and my interest in in um, you know the Gaelic arts inspired this kind of love for the language and that's kind of how my route went and and I think actually having done things like um, learnt, you know, looked at different songs with Jameis Harrison and um, looked at how they're constructed, um, you can learn a huge amount of the language through song. And I, I love that sort of thing. So um, I definitely would like to bring song into into what I'm doing with the language as well, you know, in terms of teaching and things. Yeah. Uh, in a way, you've already started that with Culture Van in, with your teaching songs online. Yes, that was part of uh, the uh, trace tutorials. So um, yeah, that that was really fun to film. So I did four of those and kind of tried to pick ones which had, um, you know, which were accessible to complete beginners of Manx, but also had, you know, say, for example, the Manannan songs got lots of question words through it. So I thought, well, that's a really good way of introducing questioning words. Um, and then things like, uh, you know, Ligagasafaga, you know, we've got lots of repetition and things like that so it starts to get people very comfortable very quickly um with with using manx so yeah no i really enjoyed making those videos with other commitments performance and teaching how is the workers and grenier fitting into all that at the moment i'm two days a week at culture vannon and i'm just working out other commitments at the moment and um, before going full-time in december at culture vannon and um, really looking forward um to, to that um i should be able to fit some performing and a little bit of private teaching alongside the role um, and certainly the performing side will kind of strengthen everything i'm doing here at culture vannon as well as uh, sort of promoting the language the performing side of things, you know, when I when I do do that, it sort of falls sometimes at weekends anyway, the natural kind of um, style of things anyway. Um, 
But so yeah, I feel like they will go hand in hand, especially singing in Manx um, and you know being able to promote the island and the language through through that anyway. So I, I see that they should they should uh, you know go go hand in hand well. Good my Ruth Kegan Gell, newly appointed to the role as Engraineder, Culture Vannon's Manx Language Development Officer. For session and brie courage, the culture vanning, the chorera hoja, culture vanning, master kyoladrin as dancer and eager. As the yinu shiger, then a tradition bioe, shendegre novelle perchene erach in rechen, the chumulkat morve, ach the yazacher and sacht and noe, son the tre ton nish, as the cholera igus a tre rechit. Brie is a Manx word which translates as vitality or energy. Brie was founded in 2006 as a youth education movement for school years 6 to 13. That's to say it caters for young people aged from 10 to 18 years to celebrate Manx music and dance. Manx music development officer to Culture Vanning is Chloe Woolley and she told me about an event later this month but there's an important deadline tomorrow, Friday the 9th of October. At the end of um, October, we've got the Big Brie Workshop Weekend, and this is the 14th year of doing this, um, organised by Culture Vannon. Um, This year it's going to be in St John's Methodist Hall on Sunday the 25th and Monday the 26th of October. And it's two full days from 10 till 4, and it's open to any school children um, between age 10 and 18, years 6 to um, 13. And basically over the two days, we do... um, Manx music through singing and playing, uh, we do some Manx dancing, a bit of drama, um, Manx Gaelic thrown in, and we try and do a bit of composing and songwriting. And um, this year, our theme is Mananan's Charms, and this is a new app that was developed this summer by um, Culture Vanna intern Sarah Mercer. So we're going to be sorting people into their clans. Um, so the youngsters, they could be the Fnordri, um, Fer Mara, Fer Obi or Munjavega. So that's going to be a bit of fun to um, theme the weekend. So it's just £10 to come. Um, if you go to manxmusic.com, you can find the application form. The closing date's this Friday, Friday the 9th of October. Um, so we need the applications in for that. It's just £10 for the two days. And on the Monday at three o'clock, we have a showcase concert for family and friends. So we'd like if mums and dads and little brothers and sisters to come and um, see what has been going on. Um, we have volunteer tutors um, who come and help with that. And it's really good fun. We've been doing it for 14 years and um, it's lovely to see some of our older students come through and they quite often help and it's great to see some new faces. So please do check out manxmusic.com and find out how to join us. Manx Music Development Officer to Culture Vanning and Grenier de Chioli, Chloe Woolley. Henkin I J Sheshak Fudnellian and Goldach de Hawel Blioas Erechiden, Uns Anya Honey of Arugat Uns Yorkshire, Uns Shachy Jeg, Three Feet as Nanjag, Ak Vajit as Doolish, Uns Hockey Jeg as Hawked, 
Shay and Regera William Hillary Vay. Trevor Dolyden, Ech Young Lingus Harry Hostin, and Vigilant, once by Hulish, once Jerifower Hockey Jeg Jesus Feed, Chow and Regera Ilium, as of a share in Yingus Harry Hostin and Dow, Savalia, bear than Immet, as higher does a Livreus. And e heaven, fal young and ella on scow, ach va fair mourner aralty ella, de hoilin in a chain of fear va etrolu, lurk dow versoel and vigilant. As bind an reedra ilium, chebel urged va in fogged egger heeden, de her esli kuna. How's va kuna curret del young in a short hair in ella, an e heaven shen, vablioas calch. Fal young lingersach ella, and racehorse, moor at ek bear langlish, me hauna hock he jeg Jesus feed, as hur in skimmy, as skimmy na bear than so eltach, bears savran shen. Henry Francis' great head of South Shields invented a lifeboat in 1790, and had built 31 great head lifeboats that had saved many lives in different parts of the British Isles. A Greathead original lifeboat came to Douglas in 1803, donated by the Duke of Athol, but had disappeared by about 1814. The loss of sailors' lives and also goods and ships was something that Sir William Hillary thought hard about, following incidents in October and November of 1822. His solution was that there should be a central organisation to build and supply lifeboats and to train crews, not just for the Isle of Man, but all around the British Isles. He wrote, printed and circulated what he called an appeal to the British Navy on the humanity and policy of forming a national institution for the preservation of lives and property from shipwreck. The Admiralty response was slow, so the idea was given effect by voluntary means, and in 1824 the new body was set up as the National Institution for the Preservation of Life from Shipwreck. The first lifeboat of the new institution came on station in Douglas. However, Peel had a lifeboat station from 1828, but by the early 1840s, there was no longer a lifeboat there. It wasn't until 1885 that Peel got another one, and this was the John Monk. The John Monk arrived in Peel on the 14th of October 1885. And we're going to look at what the contemporary newspapers had to say about a famous and gallant rescue on the 6th of October, 1889. The Manx Sun, in its edition of Saturday, October the 12th, 1889, has an article which is headed, Terrific Gale. Seldom has the island been visited by a storm of equal severity with that which broke on Sunday night and continued to prevail with more or less force until Wednesday evening. There's a subheading a little later, The Storm at Peel. The full force of the gale was felt at Peel, and the bay and coast on Monday presented a terrible yet splendid appearance. At about 10am, a large, full-rigged ship was sighted off Peel, flying signals of distress, having nothing standing but the mizzenmast and stump of mizzen-topmast. The jib-boom and bowsprit had also gone. The lifeboat, John Monk, was quickly launched, and volunteers offering themselves in abundance, a crew was picked by Charles Kane, the gallant coxswain, 
and she was under sail in a few minutes to render assistance, the sea at the time running very high, and the wind blowing almost a hurricane. After great difficulty, the lifeboat having filled to the gunwale twice with the heavy seas, she was able, after about two hours' beating, during which time she was splendidly handled, to reach the vessel in distress, which proved to be the St. George, a Norwegian ship, with a crew of twenty-two men, and the captain's wife, and child, a baby nine months old. Great difficulty was experienced in effecting communication between the lifeboat and the vessel. After repeated and gallant attempts, the lifeboat crew were at last successful in establishing communication, and the first to be rescued was the captain's wife. She cried out for her baby, and another of the crew, the carpenter, was hauled into the lifeboat carrying the child in a canvas bag tied between his shoulders. After that the remainder of the crew, three of whom had been injured by falling spars, were taken on board the lifeboat, which then returned to the shore. Upon arriving at the breakwater, which was crowded with an excited and enthusiastic crowd, cheer after cheer was sent up, when it was found that the gallant crew had succeeded in saving twenty-four lives. The Manx Sun report also contains an interview it conducted with the coxswain of the lifeboat, Charles Kane. We took the lady first. I'd seen her standing on the wreck, and I said to our chaps, "'There's a girl aboard!' And then I shouted out to the wreck, "'Not one of you men must come in the life, boy, until you put the lady in.' We took the lady in first, and then she cried out for her baby. The next person to be hauled from the wreck was the carpenter, and he carried the baby tied up in a canvas bag, which was tied between his shoulders. When we got four persons on board, I asked how many there were left, and they shouted out, "'There are twenty-one in all, but there's a fellow in the forecastle who can't come up.' "'He's not able to come.' "'It was as much as to say it wasn't worth bothering with him. "'I shouted out to our crew, "'Stop communications with that life-boy!' "'And I called out to the wreck, "'Not one of you must come aboard here "'until the disabled man is saved.' "'We stopped the life-boy, "'and with that three or four of the crew of the vessel "'went down into the forecastle "'and carried the poor fellow up in their arms. "'His thigh was dislocated or something of that sort.' They lashed him in the life-boy, and we hauled him on board. We then rescued the remainder of the crew. As we started back for home, we gave three cheers and shouted, "'God be praised!' I don't believe there was ever a lifeboat that did anything like we did, to go out so far to sea in such a gale without being towed. The words of Charles Kane, the coxswain of Peel Lifeboat, and that incident that he mentions demanding that the injured man be brought up from below and not left to perish, forms part of a famous poem made on the incident by T. E. Brown. Of Charlie Kane the Cox, and the thunder of the rocks, and the ships and George, how he balked the sea-wolf's gorge of its prey, southward bound from Norway. And the fury and the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, Rolling in upon the deadly shore. See, the harbour-master stands, Cries, have you all your hands? Then, as an angel springs, With God's breath upon his wings, She went, and the black storm-robe was rent, With the shout and the din and the horror and the roar, Rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. 
and the castle walls were crowned, for no woman lay enswound, but stood upon the height, straight and stiff, to see the fight, for they knew what the pluck of men can do, with the fury and the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. Lay a border, Charlie lad. Lay a border. I am mad. With the bumping and the scamper of all this loose deck hamper, and the yards dancing round us here like cards, with the fury and the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. So Charlie scans the rout. Charlie knows what he's about. Keeps his distance. Heaves the line. Pay it out there, true and fine. Not too much, men. Take in the slack, you Dutchmen. With the fury and the din and the horror and the roar. Rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. Now the hawser's fast and steady, and the traveller rigged and ready. Says Charlie, what's the lot? Twenty-four. Then, like a shot. Twenty-three, says Charlie's all I see, with the fury and the din and the horror and the roar. Rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. Not a soul shall live the wreck, says Charlie, till on deck you bring the man that's hurt. So they brought him in a shirt. Oh, it's fain I am for you, Charles Kane, with the fury and the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon a deadly shore. And the captain and his wife and a baby. Odds me life, such a beauty, such a prize, and the tears in Charlie's eyes, arms of steel for the honour of Owl Peel, haul away amid the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. Sing ho the seething foam. Sing ho the road for home, and the hulk they've left behind, like a giant stunned and blind, with the loom and the boding of his doom, with the fury and the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the deadly shore. Here's a child, don't let it fall, says Charlie, nurse it all. Oh, the tossin' of the breasts, Oh, the broodin' of soft nests, Takin' turns, as each maid and mother yearns For the babe that scaped the din and the horror and the roar, Rollin' in, rollin' in, rollin' in upon the deadly shore. See the rainbow bright and broad, now all men thank your God for the marvel and the token and the word that he hath spoken. With thee, O Lord of all that be, we have peace amid the din and the horror and the roar, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in upon the dead lee shore. 
John Kenyuk reciting T. E. Brown's poem, Peel Lifeboat. T. E. Brown's poem mentions that rainbow. T. E. Brown was married to Amelia Stowell, and her cousin A. E. Lamotte was an advocate living in Peel, and an eyewitness to the events of that day. He has this to say. To crown all, on landing the rescued ones, a rainbow, broad and bright and beautiful, spanned the heavens. So yes, it wasn't merely poetic licence on T.E. Brown's part. There really was a rainbow over the bay, following the rescue of all who were aboard the Norwegian vessel the St. George on the 6th of October 1889. That's it from Shackler this week. So from me... Though Marilyn Crellin. And from me, Bob Carswell, as Von Peen, Robert de Karslach. Sledding you. you.